Welcome to another episode of Last Week Today in the Metaverse. I'm your host, Dale Harris, and today we're going to run down some of the major stories, or at least the stories I think that have particular impact or interest that happen in the Metaverse. Now, when I say the Metaverse, I'm really talking about everything Web3, crypto, NFTs, you know, that whole wide range of technologies and thinkings that go into making the Metaverse. So let's start. We're going to start with what I think is a really interesting story, and that's fan-controlled football is about to expand their league with Bored Apes and the Gutter Cats. Now, fan-controlled football, or FCF, is an alternative sports organization. Right? They run an indoor version of American football, and it's played in a 7v7 player format. Right? And the games, you know, they're, they're streamed live on Twitch. Now, FCF has been around since 2017, and they hosted their first season last year in Atlanta. Now, what's unique about this game and, and this league is that the teams are controlled by the fans who have voting rights. Right? So if you're a fan, you can control everything from player acquisition, in-game tactics, branding, starting rosters. I mean, you name it. You have control over it. And of course, NFTs are going to play a big role in managing these voting rights. So basically, if you hold the, the NFT related to the FCF, you, to, to your team in the FCF, you get to control what's happening. So the news is they just raised another $40 million from Animoca Brands and Delphi Digital. And Animoca Brands and Delphi, they invest a lot into NFT and crypto projects. So FCF just got another $40 million, And they're going to use that money to expand the league from four teams, because it's currently just four teams, to eight teams for this year season. For 2022 season, it's going to have eight teams, right? They're basically doubling the size of the league. Now, the other part of the news is that the new teams are going to be owned by people associated with the Bored Apes project, the, the NFT project, that popular, very expensive NFT project, as well as Gutter Cats, another big NFT project. Now, I think this is a really interesting example of how some of these new trends and technologies and ways of thinking are changing the world. Fan control is a really important aspect of Web3 and the metaverse. And this, this project really allows that to, to, to come to the forefront, where you hold a token and you actually have control, that decentralized control of a league. Now, I don't think that if you own a token, you actually get a partake in the profits. So I think that's a big gap. If I'm right about that, that's a huge gap where, yes, I have control, I have voting rights, I have governance over the team, but I don't get to share in the revenue. And I think that's a big part that that's missing from this particular project. I could be wrong with that. If I am, that's excellent. If I'm not, then I'm hoping that the next version that comes out does allow the owners of the tokens to actually also not just govern what happens, but to to benefit financially from the profits of the league or of the, of the team. Right. So don't be surprised if you see a lot more of these leagues popping up in the future. Okay, on to the second story. OpenSea competitor looks rare launches. Now, OpenSea, um, you may or may not know, is, is the, I guess, the largest marketplace for NFTs, for Ethereum-based NFTs. And they've been dominating the game for, for a while, right? OpenSea is, is, is the biggest. There's some other platforms, but, you know, some of them specialize in, in terms of the kinds of NFT projects you can get there. OpenSea, 
is the largest and and, and the widest. But there have been some issues with OpenSea, right? OpenSea is is not at its core, it's not a decentralized project. It's not it, it's not really a platform that really holds true to some of the principles of of Web three and De- and DeFi and the metaverse and all that sort of stuff, right? It, it's it's just really a platform on top of the blockchain, and you know there's been issues with with with, with that. But people have been using it because it's, it's been the only game in town, or the best game in town, I should say. But now there's a new play on the block, LuxRare. And LuxRare has launched with a bang. LuxRare is offering pretty much the same services as OpenSea. But, you know, some say it's better, right? Now, LuxRare has already exceeded $394 million in sales. Uh, probably by the time you listen to this podcast, it might be even more. Uh, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, of course, OpenSea is still larger, but Open, but Luxray is doing a pretty good job. Now, of course, Luxray is more attractive, or is trying to be more attractive by offering only two percent fees on sales. That's versus two point five percent fees that you have to pay with OpenSea. Two percent, and at that point, five could mean a a lot depending on the size of your sales. So 2% fees on, on sales and zero fees on private sales, right? And OpenSea charges uh, 2.5 on every kind of sale. So with LuxRare, you pay 2% on regular fees on your platform. And if you have a private sale that you organize with someone on the platform, it's no fees. Now, what's even better about LuxRare is that if you hold one of the Lux tokens, then you actually get a benefit from those fees. So the fees that are collected by LuxRare are redistributed to the holders of those tokens. Now you probably have to stake those tokens, but you get you get that back. So if you get if you own the Lux token and you trade on LuxRare, you get a benefit from everyone else who is also trading on LuxRare, which I think is really, really excellent. And it's really in keeping with the direction of this whole Web3 movement. And that's something that OpenSea does not do. OpenSea does not redistribute their their, um, their profits to their... Well, they, there's no way for you to own OpenSea, right? There's no, there's no OpenSea token that lets you own and control and benefit from OpenSea. In fact, OpenSea has been criticized a lot for going to traditional finances to raise money when they could have gone to their own users and and created a token and raised money that way, which would have been more native to the space. But, you know, that's that's what's going to happen right now. And so we'll see if LuxRare is able to dethrone OpenSea. Probably not. But even if it doesn't, there's a lot of volume in the NFT market. And LuxRare can establish itself as a a legitimate and long-term player in the NFT market. And if you hold a Lux token, you have a chance of benefiting from that. Of course, this is not financial advice. But, you know, pay attention to what's going on in the space. All right, so I have another story here. And this story is about a New York City restaurant that claims it's going to open up only for NFT holders, right? It's, it's only going to be available if you hold an NFT. You're not going to be able to walk up and make a reservation over the phone or whatnot. You're going to have to hold an uh, NFT token in order to get into this restaurant, right? Now, the restaurant is not currently open but they have two different membership types that are currently for sale. And this restaurant, maybe no surprise, is part of the VCR group, which is founded by Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, a, a huge crypto proponent in the last couple of years. 
and they've been sell they've been selling these tokens that allow you to go into what they're calling the flying fish club right in fact you know when i when i when i was swimming i was swimming as part of a club called the flying fish club but there was no tokens then so the fl the fly fish club sorry not the flying fish club the fly fish club is going to be that restaurant it's a seafood restaurant obviously by the name and you must purchase a membership token in order to eat and dine and have a good time at the fly fish club now uh, this is this is this it seems a little bit of gimmicky for me um it's just like you, you you buy this token online and and the token right now i think the two options is one one is for 2.5 eth which is about eight thousand five hundred dollars at this time and that gives you access to the main dining room the outdoor space and the cocktail lounge um, and special events, right? That's, that's what you get for 2.5 ETH or $9,000. And the second more expensive tier is, it's I think they're calling it Flyfish Omakasi. And that's going to grant you, if, you, if you hold that token, everything that, that I mentioned before, plus there's a 14-seat Omakasi room <laughs> that's available. And for that pleasure, you're going to have to pay 4.25 ETH which is just about maybe fourteen to fifteen thousand dollars. That's a lot of money to get into this restaurant. But you know, they said that you can you can rent out this token to someone else. You could resell the token. I believe the token gives you lifetime membership. So that, that maybe that's not such a bad deal if the restaurant turns out to be pretty good. You have lifetime membership and you can rent your token to someone who wants to go to that restaurant for a month or, or just for the, for the day and of course you can resell a token on the market as long as there is a market for it so this is pretty interesting again similar to the fcf what i don't like about this project is that if you hold a token you don't get to benefit from the profits right it's it's you you get entry so it's a social token um Basically, it's a social token that, that just gets you access, and that's just it. So maybe, you know, that might be fine for you if that's all you want. And we are definitely going to see a range of projects with a range of benefits. This one is simply access to a restaurant, but I, I kind of like the idea of a lifetime membership, if, if, that, if that's what it is. And I like the fact that you can rent out this token, and I'm really hoping that the group behind it is going to make that restaurant a really awesome restaurant. All right, let's move on to our next story. Uh, this this story really kind of weird. It's about the Republic of Palau, right? I don't know if you ever heard of the Republic of Palau, but the Republic of Palau has just launched a digital residency program, right? So basically now you are able to buy digital residency in Palau and you're going to get, you know, a blockchain-based ID card, and you know whatever other documents that you need to establish that you are now an official resident of the republic of palau but a digital resident now i'm not sure exactly what's the benefit of being a digital resident of the republic of palau um i don't know what that, what that allows you to do if if it allows you to to live there to work to vote i i'm not sure what what real world application that that has um I don't even think there's a, a Palau virtual world that you get landed or something. But, you know, this is this story. I just I, I thought it just really represented how so many projects, so many different people, governments and organizations and, and private private firms 
are trying to find their space in this new world. And I, I, I would say I would applaud the Republic of Palau for taking this step. I'm really not sure what the benefits are. Maybe it's a little bit early. Maybe I need to do some more research. But it, yeah, it, it, it seems just to be something interesting, but nothing with real value. But that is left to be seen. Now, for the last story, again, this is about Samsung. Everyone knows Samsung. Samsung launches a metaverse store in the central land, right? Now, Samsung is one of many big brands that are really diving into the metaverse and Web3 and NFTs. And Samsung launches this metaverse store in Decentraland. And the store in Decentraland is an exact replica of this real world store that's on Washington Street in New York City, right? 837 Washington Street. That's in NYC's Meatpacking District. So the store, the, the replica of the store, which is in Decentraland, will allow you to enter the store. You know, you have, you're going to have to log on to Decentraland and you enter the store and you're going to be replaced by your virtual avatar. And then, you know, you can browse the store. <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know if you can buy a TV or a phone in the store. I'm not sure what you can do in the store and have it delivered to you in real life. Not sure. A lot of these, of these things appear to be sort of gimmicky in the beginning, but that's how the development is going to happen. It's going to start off with experimentations and, and things that are going to seem gimmicky with not a lot of real value, but it's going to build, everything is going to build upon what happened before. And that's how we're going to get to the metaverse. So, you know, I applaud Samsung for getting involved. Obviously, Samsung and all these other brands and celebrities are really chasing attention. And that's fine. It, they, you know, they may or may not have a vested or real interest in building the metaverse, but there's definitely attention. So, of course, I'm going to be mentioning Samsung. This, this story has been in other news outlets. So why not, right? And this doesn't cost them much compared to what they spent for public relations. But regardless of their intentions, the more activity that we have is going to f more establish that the metaverse and Web3 is legitimate and we're going to get more and more development based on these activities. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to check out the metaverse, Samsung's metaverse store in the central land and get back to you guys about what the experience was like. And you should check it out too. So that's it for our news story. That's it for last week today in the metaverse. Every week there's something to report on and all the news stories point to one thing that the metaverse is the future. It's being built as we speak. You need to pay attention to it because that's where the attention is going. And if you're an entrepreneur or a creator, then that's what you need to do. You need to understand where the attention is going and position yourself to take advantage of it. All right, that's it for today. That's it for the pod. I will speak to you next week. I think next week I'm going to be talking about DAOs in our next episode, which is a sort of an explanation episode where I sort of talk about what, I, what I've just learned. I've been doing a lot of diving into DAOs, and I want to talk a bit about DAOs in our next episode before our other episode, which will be about news again. So look out for the next episode on Wednesday where I'm going to be taking a bit of a dive into DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations. All right. See you on the next episode.